Hi, Justin and Ed. It's Sarah. Again, I, I hope you're not sick of me. And sure took tenacity to get through this one. I do feel for them. That music video looks so demanding, and I wouldn't have lasted past three takes. I give them all credit. I do feel after Abraham's Devo moment and poor performance and using his injury, it was time to send him home. I'm just sorry you didn't get to meet Chris Colfer. But this only leaves two guys, and it's pretty obvious who the stronger one is, even if Michael is adorable and likes calculus. Aileen seems to have reverted back to her old self, you know, post-Charlie, and I don't think I like it. I'm really, really ready to send her off. I, I don't even think I need to say which team I'm on anymore. I think you all know, but I'm so excited for Darren Chris. Not excited for forced, awkward, romantic interactions. And quick question, why would you pick a song that is in none of your contestants' vocal range? Oh, and I finally figure out who Michael reminds me of. He sounds exactly like Justin Bartha, who is Riley Poole from National Treasure. He even looks like him, too, and I'm so glad I saw this because it's been haunting me. Anyway, I can't wait for the podcast, and Caitlin, I really hope you feel better and will be able to join me next week. It is really lonely suffering alone. Really, really lonely. And I vote there should be a buddy system put in place for the Glee Project viewing. It should be law. Bye, guys! Loving you is in the Jennifer. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Joshua. Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh and Ed. You can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com. On Twitter at Gleeful Podcast, I'm at Josh Bernal. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. Jennifer. Joshua. Welcome back. Thank you. To the Gleeful Podcast. And, and Ed, Ed, we missed you last week. Yes. Or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> I know. It's been even longer for Ed. Welcome yeah. back. How's everything in Florida? Everything in Florida is fantastic. I, I still love Epcot, and I Aww. still, I still ex- get ex- okay. People, are, I was like, so, when people like leave the park early, I get like a little offended. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> I'm like, cause sometimes when I'm at the, cause sometimes, I've been like there lately. If there's like, I'm put at the ice cream cart that's right by the entrance. I'm like, and everyone's asking me where the exit is. I'm like, so you're not staying for fireworks? <laughs> and they're like, no, we're going to Magic Kingdom. I'm like, you could do that. Or you can go back there and stay for fireworks. Aww. Well, Magic Kingdom is open, isn't it? At least two hours later than yeah, Epcot. but 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 Epcot has a if... big thing on the lake. Yeah, and Epcot's superior in every fathomable <laughs> way. Okay, that's not entirely true, but it's so true in so many ways that there's no. <laughs> why would you go to Magic Kingdom? It would be funny if people are like, "How do we get? Where's the exit?" And you're like, "Behind you, just turn around." Yeah. It's, well, it's, technically, there technically is an exit that way, uh, and I, I should do that from now on. I'm like, the exit? I'm like, the exit is that way. It exits out into Yacht Beach Club, but it's an exit. Yeah. Why do you want to leave? What are you doing? Send him back to the UK, tell him to have a pint, and just chill. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Although, I can't con- entirely blame them. The Brazilians have arrived. The Brazilians? A, I don't know what that the means. Bra- the Brazilians have arrived. 40% of our guests right now are Brazilian. Really? Okay. Is it like spring break in Brazil? It's no winter vacation in Brazil. Huh. Oh, it's yeah. That's, that sounds like wow, it would be I fun. Just was, that was an incredibly ignorant statement on my part. Uh, so but winter like, vacation in Brazil. Yeah, um, they all wow. to Disney. And they all order the same ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Which well, is? Um, Wait, I want to know the ice cream. Pop- Powerade at my cart. They discovered Powerade because I had like <laughs> three, three cases of it, and then I was like, r- I ran out. I'm like, 
That's Power- kind of funny, though, that Ed's like an ambassador to Powerade. Yeah, well, honestly, <laughs> I remember the day I discovered Powerade, and this was, you know, years and years ago, like maybe, I don't know. Like two long, years ago, yeah. Long time ago. No, it was like 15 years ago when I was at um, Six Flags Great America in New Jersey. Does that sound right to anybody? <laughs> Anyhow, I just Don't remember. Look at me. <laughs> I remember just we, you know, we'd been like riding roller coasters, and we were just so dehydrated, and like somebody just handed me one. I was like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. So, you know, it is an unsung hero when it comes to theme parks. But what what's their favorite ice cream? Just in um, case I need to be They all get the the Mickey cookies and cream Aww. sandwich. They all get like it got oh, to the Josh point where these, these, two, these two Brazilian <laughs> girls came to my cart, and I was like, they're like looking at it, they're like debating, I'm like. I was like, I know you girls are going to get the number three. You could act like you're not going to get the number three, but you're going to get the number three. And, they're like, and, they're, and then after that, they're like, we'll have two number threes. I'm like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Seven dollars, please. Thank you. Hilarious. Only seven dollars. That's good. Siete wow, dollar eight. Prices are cheaper there. I will have to I, I, admit. I know, I, know, I know vendors Spanish now. <laughs> Which of course, I, 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 which I'm totally ignorant about. I mean, I know they speak Portuguese, but I don't know Portuguese that well. I know like thank you. I know abrigado is thank you. I know servete uh, is ice cream. That's kind of all I know. Is <laughs> then the the rest of the things that I fill in that I when I talk to them, I mm-hmm. just fill in the Spanish. Uh, <laughs> they're they are very similar. I used to work for um, a Portuguese couple years ago, and I remember it was very very similar. They always That's okay. Awesome. They like if I tell them the English amount of money that they owe me, they don't know what I'm saying. But if I say the Spanish amount of money that they owe me, they they vaguely know what's going on. In, in so. U.S. dollars, you, yeah. You tell yeah. them in Spanish what U.S. dollar? Okay, oh, wow. that makes sense. I'm impressed. Um, and Jennifer and Joshua, JennyBeCreative.com, it's uh-huh. moving moving like crazy. Moving some product. Very exciting. Which is good. Which is good. I thought wedding season was over, but. Um, Apparently, it's wedding season all year round. Oh, oh my god, there was the most adorable wedding outside France Aww. a couple of weeks ago. I was like, Did she get to ride away in the Cinderella pumpkin carriage? That was kind of my dream for like five years. No, it was, it was in Epcot. We don't do that. <laughs> you don't, oh my gosh, there wow. was so much stank on that. That was like, The princesses oh, don't, don't dare step foot do in that. Epcot. We don't do that. I we don't. get it. I, I'm, awesome. I'm, like, I'm like a major Epcot stan, like for real. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Good to know. So, uh, uh, well, let's talk a little bit of Glee, <laughs> shall we? Um, so uh, the Glee project continues, and we will talk about that in a moment. But before we do, Josh and Dan went to Comic-Con, Comic-Con, not this last weekend, but the weekend before, weekends, uh, down in San Diego. This was, I think, San our 10th Comic-Con we were talking about. It's We've gone a well, lot. we've only known each other eight years. Oh, so then it's our eighth Comic-Con together. Together, yes. And then, okay, so. No, actually seventh, because when we first started dating, you actually went to Comic-Con without oh. me. Oh. But um, but then you were going before me. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> we went to Comic-Con. Collectively. We had a very good time at Comic-Con. Uh, this was the fourth Glee Comic-Con panel that we've seen. Yes. Um, so that was kind of an adventure. And as we talked in previous po- uh, podcasts, they returned to their first room. Oh. And uh, we ran to that room as quickly. Well, in general, Comic-Con this year was a really good year. I really enjoyed it, it this easy. year. It was, it was much easier than last so year. So much less stressful than it's been in years past. We were able to move around and get into stuff so much more easily than we ever wanted. And, and part of it was, I mean, I know part of it for me was my expectations were lower because we couldn't go the full, full four days. And I actually didn't get to San Diego until like 11 o'clock at night on Friday. And Josh was already there. And so I knew I only had Saturday and Sunday, which are, you know, notoriously the busiest days. And uh, so my expectations were very low, but yeah, it was crazy. The panel started at five o'clock and it was in the small room in the other building. Yes. And well, it wasn't that small. It what? was just of the, the, uh, the, the <clears throat> rooms at Comic-Con come in two sizes. Uh, normal human, well, okay, three sizes. Normal human size, kind of big and massive. Yes. And so of the massive, this was the smallest of the massive. Yeah. But it was still, I mean, it's still huge. I it's mean, it's still, still so large that there are sc- giant screens halfway yes. across the room so that you can, the people in the back can see. Yes. 
Um, but yeah, so they had kind of returned back yeah. to this first room that they were in. Uh, and we didn't even have to wait in line, which was kind of a big deal. The panel before, usually <laughs> at, at Comic-Con, you go, well, these days, the last couple of years, you've had to go for the panel before and sit through that one um, so that you can have a seat for whatever is the one you want to see. The panel before Glee was shameless, the Showtime TV show, which is absolutely filthy. And it was kind of hilarious that all of these oh. little kids were watching the shameless panel it, before Glee. It was, it was bad. I mean, okay, so I actually they got kept there. kept it G- PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> William H. Macy just could not keep, you know, the F-bombs in. But, I mean, that's his character. His character is, uh, you know, an alcoholic with, <laughs> who curses and has a lot of sex. But um, it, was, it was kind of weird. So I got there about, I don't know, like an hour before you did? I got uh, there. Yeah. I got there at three fifteen for the five o'clock panel. Yeah, you got there for the one before. Uh, right. Shameless. Yeah. So Whatever because we, at that point, I just fully expected to be standing in a very long line outside of the room, and then by the time people left the one before Shameless and people started to move into Shameless, I would then at least be again in line to get into Glee. We we just stood outside for. 45 minutes because we didn't even want to get in line because we knew that there'd be more people getting into shameless that we didn't want to take their spot so it was it was ridiculous i mean there was even when all was said and done even sitting through shameless there were still empty seats no, mind panel. you, there were a lot. There were a lot fewer empty seats for the Glee panel than there were for Shameless. Yes. But shocker of shockers, the mediator for uh, for the <gasps> Shameless panel was yes. Mike O'Malley, apparently a writer on Showtime Shameless, <sighs> Kurt's dad. Uh, and w- so it was good. incredibly gracious. Was an incredibly good mediator for that panel, and yeah. we were a little disappointed that he didn't come back for the Glee. Yeah, panel. we thought he was going to like stick around. It's Maybe not like just... he wasn't in the building. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, he was a, a very good moderator, Michael Malley. I've not watched Shameless, but maybe some people have and they like it. Honestly, I would probably watch it now. <laughs> I really it was it was cute, and they the way they did their panel was really good. But it was it was very uncomfortable seeing these parents walk walk their you know eight year old daughters into this panel to find a seat, you know, so they could be there for the next panel. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. So uh, then Glee came on. Uh, Glee was moderated by... Uh, Micah Oziello. M- uh, yes, the, who From- moderates all the Glee panels. Yes. Um, oh, I guess it's not a mediator. It was a moderator. That's moderator. what I was looking for. Uh, <laughs> well, with shameless mediator, sound, <laughs> it's almost actually valid. more accurate. Uh, so yes, uh, Michael Oziello was the moderator for the Glee panel. Um, and uh, it was very, uh, it, it was a really nice panel. They opened up with a video. You can find it online. It's uh, edited by an Italian Glee fan named Mario, apparently. Um, and it's on YouTube. They played it. It's about, it was like seven or eight minutes long. Mm-hmm. Uh, showcased all the major per- actors on the show, performers, lots of songs, the whole history of the show. It was kind of funny because he had edited it from YouTube videos that he found (laughs) online. It was a YouTube video edited from YouTube videos, which is fine when you're on YouTube and watching it on YouTube. But when you're in this massive ballroom with thousands Mm -hmm. of people and you're watching this video with low quality YouTube video that's Mm -hmm. been edited together with low quality YouTube sound and every piece of video is a bootleg. And it, it has the had, watermarks on it. Yeah, had the watermarks from whatever station it had been yeah. pirated off of. So we were watching a pirated video <laughs> on the big screen. Glee sanctioned. Yes, exactly. Uh, but we did have uh, Brad Falchuk and Ian Brennan were there from the writing staff. Uh, the producer, whose name I always forget, Dante DiLoreto. <laughs> that I sounds think. right, yep. Um, and it was DD. And then as far as the cast goes, we did have uh, Corey and Leah were both there. Corey, I think, said four words the entire time. He's a really cute Uh, person. (laughs) uh, Jenna Ushkowitz Uh was there and Darren Chris. Uh, and Darren Chris had a very thick beard that everyone made fun of him about. And his, and his big dorky glasses. I thought he looked cute. Uh, he and he. It was funny because Darren Chris. I don't get the sense he knows how to deal with all this quite yet. He comes off as slightly awkward in these situations. Still, yes. In the third panel I've seen him on. It, it it borders on aloofness. It borders on this like I'm too good for this, 
But mm-hmm. I think it's just a genuine, I'm not entirely sure how to behave here. Yeah. Leah Michelle uh, did say that she'd had dental work earlier that day, which made sense because she seriously behaved stoned. Well. If you told me she'd had some drinks. Yeah. I would I would have I why, if you didn't tell me she had dental work earlier that morning I would have thought she'd had some drinks. You know what I it didn't come across that way to me. I just <clears throat> I haven't seen her speak publicly in such a long time that <laughs> I, I just thought maybe that was just her. So anyhow, and then the other two we also had Kevin McHale and yes, Naya Kevin, Rivera. That's right, Naya Rivera. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's yes. true. Yes, so it was it was considering the 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 caliber of the stars who were on this panel i was really i was even more shocked that we were able to yeah walk you know, right in walk right in and you know get decencies i didn't you know i didn't fight there were i was with um our friend michael and we we didn't want to fight for seats right away and we knew we, we still had to save one seat so you know we kind of hung to the back but it was fine Uh, So as far as season four scoops, uh, the big thing that came out of it that I tweeted uh, that season four will open. uh, And so this is spoilery. If you're not into spoilery, uh, come back in a minute or two. But uh, this isn't all that spoilery. They said it in the panel. Um, And they didn't. Brad is really hard. Brad is like the anti Ryan Murphy. Brad doesn't want to ruin anything. He doesn't want to tell you what songs they're doing. He doesn't want to tell you what the plot lines are. He, he'll he tell you what the setup is, but he, that's all he wants you to know. Brad is kind of like us. Like, Brad really likes to be surprised. But he did say season four will start with um, Santana and Louisville going to the university. Uh, Leah Michelle will be, or Rachel will be in New York. Kurt will still be in Ohio. And Corey will be in Georgia at boot camp. Boot camp. Uh, so we're going to start four story, or we're going to start with our four main characters from the first three seasons in four entirely different states, yeah. uh, which will be pretty interesting. That's really the only detail he was willing to give on season four. And the rest of the questions were the usual blah, blah, blah. Um, though there was a question that got a massive reaction from the audience when someone asked if we were ever going to see Fayberry should Rachel experiment with her se- sexuality in New York. The audience went nuts, and then Leah giggled like she was stoned for a straight-up minute and a half. Uh, but <laughs> it was very cute. Uh, so <laughs> Fayberry got a huge reaction from the audience. You don't remember that part? No. Oh, my gosh. Fayberry? <laughs> uh, well, somebody had asked if... if Quinn were to go to oh, New York, oh, would yes, there be oh. opportunities for that? I did. Storyline? You're right. You're right. Uh, so yes, and they were talking about Finn and Rachel as if they were broken up. Everybody kept saying Finn broke up with Rachel in that last scene, mm-hmm. um, and that uh, Leah said when she read that scene, she was really angry in the season finale of season three. She was very angry that they wrote that scene of them breaking up. She kept saying that, mm-hmm. which I didn't take it as breaking up. I took it more of like. We need to do this, mm-hmm. but you know we'll like it'll we'll still kind of be together. I don't know. Like Our I didn't read it endure. as a breakup scene. Yeah. Ed, did you like end of season three? Did you read that scene as a breakup scene when you were watching it between uh, uh, Finn and Rachel? I thought it was uh, not now, but eventually seen. Oh, okay. So not we're not breaking up right now, but that's pretty much no, 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 no. no inverse. I, I meant like 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 we like. We're like I thought Finn was like I'm not gonna oh. hold you back. So you like we're we're not now, but once you're successful, we'll get back together or something gotcha. or whatever. After you follow your <laughs> dreams and on your own, after you follow your dreams on your own, so I don't hold you back. I'm only gonna and, love you till the money comes. So you're, re- you're reading you're you're misconstruing my concept, but yes. Uh, in the chat room, I know I'm joking. <laughs> Joey's baby in the chat room said Brad needs a haircut. Brad does need a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Ian does that haircut much better than Brad does. I get them confused. Uh, Brad is th- the one who always wears the douchebag V. And I like Ian his hair long. is the dorky like yes, yes. creator of Oh Glee. my god, when we saw him like dodging trolleys outside. We did. He that was, was uh, talking on funny. his phone and uh, jaywalking across cro- trolley tracks. And he had these so Superman weird. like Superman blue skinny jeans and 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 red belt and sneakers and he was he was seriously like jaywalking and we (laughs) were just like oh my god should we go out and help him (laughs) but uh all in all it was it was one of the better panels i've seen i really think as far as glee goes it was better than last year 
um, and uh, probably better than the year before. So I thought it was a fun Glee panel to see. I was really pleased with it. Yeah, it was really well balanced. They got to talk to all the characters or all the actors about their characters and you know what they they felt about where things went and and where they're going and yeah it was really nice and nothing n- nothing shocking or earth-shattering well so the big talk on the interwebs was of course someone asked um the the way they phrased the question was actually pretty graceful just saying after they won nationals how great would it have been to see kurt and darren kiss uh, which big points for that person who didn't just come out with the classic, why don't they kiss as much as the other characters? Like they asked it in a very graceful way. Yeah. Um, the response, unfortunately, was extremely mixed from the panel. Uh, now, people like we need to be realistic. OK, At no point are these guys going to say whether or not it's true. I don't think it's true, but a lot of people do. At no point is anyone going to say the network won't let us show two guys kiss because the network writes their checks. <laughs> like you just don't do that. Yeah. Uh, those are the meetings that are held behind closed doors. So you're never going to get that response if that's the response you're looking for. Unfortunately, the first person to talk was Dante DiLoretto and he had the classic producery. You know, these shows are really hard to make and we're very busy and we aren't able to think about these things and yada, yada, yada. Or, or I mean, what he, what he also said was, we shot a lot of film that day. Mm-hmm. We shot everybody doing everything. And then when it's edited down, we can't remember exactly what gets put in the final cut. Yeah, and, and it, it was... was such a cop out it was a total cop out and then at the same time like as soon as he finished i think the rest of the panel went dude you're not handling this very correctly very well (laughs) so uh brad and ian kind of jumped in and brad was like look you know um there's all i can tell you is no one on the writing staff producing staff directing staff is keeping score no one is making a list and no one's saying you don't get to kiss and you do and yada yada he they were like we just kind of play the scenes as as they seem natural and we write them as they go and we don't make a big deal about it um and then darren came in and he said uh you know i I really want to weigh in on this one too you could tell that they get this a lot like they're very aware of this and darren waited and he said he and and chris on set they do have these conversations where they say should we kiss in this scene would it be appropriate and you know that and that they come down to they kiss when they feel that it's appropriate for the scene or they don't um and so he kind of from a actor's perspective is saying of course we talk about it we always discuss if we think it's going it's the right moment for that scene and i think the way he put it best was is it right for these characters um and interestingly enough we had this conversation with uh this lesbian couple who was sitting directly in front of us Mm -hmm. Uh, and they uh, and it came up that we have a glee podcast and and uh the girl was like oh god gay kids or two two gay men never kissed in my high school because they would have got their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. And she was like, if I saw Darren or if I saw uh, Blaine and Kurt kissing on Glee every week, I would think that's incredibly realistic and it would actually annoy me. Unrealistic. Unrealistic. Thank you. Yeah. I think that was very unrealistic. Based on her high school experience. Yeah, based on her high school experience. Where she said, conversely... The lesbians, she said that there were five lesbians in her in her senior class. It was class. funny. She specifically said there were five. She specifically said there <laughs> were five. She was very close. She has a podcast called the SF Squee Podcast. Yes, which I keep meaning to check out. <laughs> she was very nice. Yes. And, but she said, you know, in, in, you know, in her four years of high school, there were, there were five lesbians. And she said we at, all po- at, at, at any one point had dated each other. And she's like, and then there was one that dated several of us at the same time. And, you know, she called her some nasty names. It was just pretty funny that she said, oh, yeah. She's like, it was fine for us to kiss in the hall because, you know, it first of all, the guys thinks it's the guys think it's hot. And then secondly, the straight girls aren't threatened by us anymore. And that's it. She's like, so, yeah, girls kissing in the hall. No problem. She's like, but, you know, in reality, no, the guys wouldn't be. So it's a know. and then this and question it, did come up to Kurt or I'm sorry to Chris to Chris Colfer <laughs> did in, come up to Chris yeah. Colfer uh, and Darren Chris 
And, uh, let's see. When, when was this was written today at 1020 in the morning on yeah. eonline.com. E yeah. uh, and he was asked on a red carpet, uh, you know, the question being... Um, by Kristen, what's her name? By Kristen, or by, yes, Watch With Kristen. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so in this, uh, she asked him, you know, do... Uh, um, does Glee treat its same-sex couples differently, was her question. And Chris said, actually, I don't think I've noticed. I feel like people get mad at that, but I mean, you really have to look at how high, how high schools are these days. Gay couples aren't as comfortable showing PDA, especially in the middle of Ohio. I feel like when people get in an uproar about this, it's really kind of unfair because the show is trying to portray it as, as, as realistically as possible. Don't forget, this is the show where they had... Two guys lose their virginity to each other. I mean, that's big. Let's focus on the progress that has been made and not the exact tally, please. Uh, so it was, you know, the, it, it's interesting. This conversation continues going. The Glee Equality Project, I think is what uh, the website is called. Um, they had a huge post saying that the uh, producers were flippant and dismissive. Um, I do think that Dante DiLoretto just handled it incredibly mm -hmm. poorly. And, and he did, you know, to an antagonistic, hostile audience, I absolutely think he would come off as flippant. I mean, there's yeah. no question. The other guys, I thought they came off better. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think, you know, uh, uh, it's like the gay people we talked to are saying, this is not a big deal. Yeah. In, 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 in my <laughs> it's only the straight girls who seem unhappy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was, and I was talking about uh, this to another friend of mine who's also gay, and and he's in, you know, probably his early forties, and he just went to um, as part of part of Outfest, he went to a gay writer or gay TV writers panel, and he said there were writers there for the characters of Stewie, who I guess apparently is gay on Family Guy. The, the the writer of that character finally said yes he is um, <laughs> the one of the writers from Modern Family one of the writers from oh some other show I forget what but in in, in, in essentially like their take his takeaway was the same thing that you know there's so much that can be done now that couldn't have been done been done ten twenty thirty years ago for even heterosexual couples on TV so. You know, still showing, you know, happy, loving, caring couples, same sex or not, is is a big step. So that was that was his takeaway from that panel as well. So it's interesting. I mean, the conversation will definitely continue. I don't think this will silence anyone no. um, until, the, you know, someone can run a tally on a website and show that everything's <laughs> equal. It's certainly not going to yeah. tally anyone uh, or until a uh, claim breaks up. And, so, Aww, <laughs> and then the, so the, the argument will start. Then, we, then we have bigger problems. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you're aware of this, Josh, but if clean breaks up, the problems multiply. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think at that point it gets even more uncomfortable uh, mm. for, for the audience. But, uh, but yeah, so that was our adventures at Comic-Con. We had a really good time. Um, oh, so much fun. We Had want to thank Michael fun. David for keeping us company at the Glee panel because no one else wanted to. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, right, Mike D. Yeah. yeah. Was it, I, oh, I, and Bra Watch. Yes. Watch, we did. We hung out a lot with Mike D and Bra Watch. I'm jealous. Yes. Why, was, why I wasn't a, I invited? Oh, wait, I probably was. We drove them to the airport and we stopped for in and out in San Juan Capistrano. And Bra Watch said, uh, her name is Gabby. Yeah. Uh, and, and Gabby said, um, do you think they have deep fried swallow? Yeah. And that's funny to four people, but yeah. we laughed for an hour. And she so. and I had a very special moment that Friday night <laughs> in the ladies' room. Wow. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to leave know, it like that. I, <laughs> okay. Well. Let's just say, you know, her handle is Brow Watch. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about the Glee Project, shall we? Uh, we had two episodes to discuss. The first episode was Theatricality Week. And here's a bit of uh, the performance from Theatricality Week was When I Grow Up. When I Grow Up. Pussycat Dolls classic. There's a bit of when yeah, I grow up. vintage Pussycat Dolls. Yeah. Classic. There's a bit of theatricality week for the Glee Project season two.
So, uh, theatricality week. Uh, Allie won the challenge and got her centerpiece with the guest who was Grant Gustin, who uh, had kind of a weird, sketchy mustache, but seemed very nice. And they. He was. He was. He seemed almost um, aggressively butch. <laughs> or attempting to be. There's a conversation in the. Uh, um, <laughs> There's a conversation in the chat room right now that Clayne will break up on December 21st, 2012, as predicted by the Mayans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's the end of the world. Yes, okay. that's from Parsnip 36. But, uh, but yes, so... Um, awesome. uh, is, are you still there, Ed? Oh, wait, sorry, hang on. I screwed something up. Wait, hang on, Ed. Don't go away. Oh, I thought it was just talking in the song. There he is. There's Ed. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, um, did you watch this video, Ed, for When I Grow Up? No, but but you know what's crazy? Go on. What's crazy is that there is that there are currently, there are five active Pussycat Doll members right now. And crazier than that, Nicole Scherzinger isn't one of them. I'm like, I thought she was never giving up on that gig. Like, for real. <laughs> well, like I, thought, yeah. I thought she was gonna like that was gonna be like Pussycat Dolls till she was 70 plus <laughs> well she releases a solo single like every six months and they all bomb and no. so she has to keep going back to the Pussycat Dolls but she's, she's literally left them she's literally no longer wow. I mean she, she's, she's unfortunately the new judge in the UK X Factor which I can argue is a slight step up from Kelly Rowland but only because Kelly Rowland was trying too hard to she got a little incompetent, but only because she tried too hard. And I feel like Nicole's problem is she's just incompetent because she's incompetent. So it's like, uh, uh, uh. Well, uh, that was, a uh, yes, the Pussycat Dolls, the only, the only band in history that uh, is owned by a corporation and thus can fire and hire its members at will. Uh, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, so, yes, we had Theatricality Week. Nelly was eliminated I was disappointed, but not surprised. And quite frankly, by the time she got eliminated, I was no longer disappointed, I think. I think it was just time. It was just yeah. one more week of, you're not fitting in, Nellie. I know. You're not being confident, Nellie. I know. Like, And she yeah. just got distracting to watch. So now Michael has my crosshairs, because that, that kid, <laughs> man. He, like, good Lord. Well, he's, you know what? There's something very anonymous about him. There's nothing stand out or or that interesting about him i'm not saying he's not nice or competent or charming but just just is no you know excitement yeah and the problem is he's constantly going to be drawn into comparison with blake who is you know the only a better version of other michael. white dude on yeah. the show or yeah on the show right now uh, and is exactly that a better version of michael like blake is the only person on this show that i really think will make a believable actor on glee and so it's it's just kind of like every time michael's there it's like yeah you're, you're good but you're not you know compared to this other do unfortunately you're just not as captivating to watch um so yes that was theatricality week and then we had tenacity week just this past week they closed with a uh, a version of eye of the tiger or they <laughs> that was their uh, the assignments the, or the, the video music video sorry yes eye of the tiger here's a bit of eye of the tiger uh from just this week's glee project season two up back on the street did my time took my chances with the distance now I'm back on my feet and just a girl and her will to survive so many times it happens too fast you trade your passion for Fight. Rising up to the challenge of a rival. 
So, who was who was singing Tiger at the end right there? That was Lily. I love Lily. I don't even, <laughs> I have not watched the show at all, and I think Lily from the beginning, and then that song is like I don't know who that is. Yeah. But I love her. Every the problem, week, I don't know who that is. Every week when I see her, I'm like, oh my god. Ed is gonna nail it a second year in a row and he's not even watching this show. <laughs> My problem with Lily is she's always too much. Like and when and, too and much is perfectly why? Well, when too much is appropriate, awesome. You know? It's like but he, like Alex mastered when to go too far and when not to. It took him a couple tries, but that became Alex's skill set is when you need me to give too much, I'll give too much. And when you need me to, you know, play it even, I'll play it even. Lily can't play it even. Lily is too much all the time. And like this Eye of the Tiger video is everybody's like looking so hard and being so serious. For the most part, it just ends up looking like a bunch of kids playing pretend. And she's kind of the, the you know, main issue there like every time she's on screen she's looking at the camera and she's so fierce i just don't buy it i just think she's kind of goofy then when she got called back for last chance performances and uh she did the song from funny girl it was dynamite she yeah. was incredible it was one of the best last chance performances in the history of the show well i mean Lily, so. lily's playing the game right she's been she's been she won once, but she's been in risk four times and survived it. This is called a winning trajectory. <laughs> and yeah. you're, you're, yeah. I made the comment tonight while we were watching the show how, like, incredible. Well, don't see. I can't say these things because Ed won't let you forget them. Josh but might have said that you were right. <laughs> I just said you were so right because there are people that are in the bottom three week after week because they're not really getting better. But they perform very well in the bottom three, just like Damien did. Um, Damien never particularly got better, but once he got into the bottom three, he was so charming and and passionate, it carried him through. Um, But after a while, you get sick of that person. You get sick of seeing that same person over and over and over again. And you want to see some new people do solos in the bottom three. It would be nice to see Shanna in the bottom three. I, I mean, you know. ideally, they would follow my format, but, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Or, well, they, not they, exactly. They still, been, they still haven't called me yet. I'm still <laughs> wait, awaiting the phone call. Or the contestants maybe intentionally fumble a little bit so that they get that FaceTime. If, if, if I was on the show, I would be like, I would try, but I wouldn't try too much if I knew I had a soul that I could knock out. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. But then, you know what? Then you... You know, it is a dangerous game because they do. I mean, you, they you, do you play, you play to win. You don't play to lose this game. You play to win the game. This is why I would never survive in reality-based TV. <laughs> I, I came to win. You have to, you have to, you have to find the rules of the game, uh-huh. figure out what the constraints will get you the best uh-huh. odds at winning in the end, and that's. I mean, you can't do it every week, but I, uh-huh. I'm looking at our trajectory just from the from. The, I'm like two on, three off, two on. Good job, good job, Lily. <laughs> Well, we did. Uh, ha- we lost Abraham in this second episode. Uh, I have to say, for bottom three uh, last chance performances in Tenacity Week, which is a goofy name for a, a week, it- Tenacity Week. I know it works, but it's just a goofy <laughs> it word. It is what it is. Um, so on bottom three, they had Michael perform Brick by Ben Folds 5. And that has to be the first time I've seen Ben Folds 5 performed in a musical competition show. He didn't even do it that well, and it was kind of funny to see him I thought, kind I thought, of... I thought, they had to do, I thought they had to do on uh, that one show that he judged for, the the, the choral show that I can't think of the name of. Oh, that, well, sometimes in the, fina- or in the finale, he usually does one of his songs with one of the groups. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah, sing that, off. That, yeah. that happened. Well, not in competition, but you're right. It was performed on the sing-off at the very end. Uh, but, yeah, so he's singing Brick, and he's singing it like... It's a, a love ballad, and it's breaking my heart because, of course, that song's about abortion. And so I'm just like, oh, my, please stop smiling. You're killing me. Yeah, he totally brought such – it felt inappropriate tone to it. <laughs> I mean, I just – once I stopped watching the performance and I just listened, I'm like, yes, he's a very adequate singer. I just don't think there's – I just – I don't get it. I'm really surprised that he went home – or he stayed – and not Abraham. And I think, you know, I'm sure Abraham, I, I was pretty confident that Abraham probably only had one, maybe two more weeks in him. 
But that said, I, I don't think he should have gone home before Michael. I don't think so. But after these performances, I mean, so the big thing on, on the episode this week being that Abraham did his last chance performance, left in those crazy platform uh, red Dark Martin, Martins. He had he had knee high red Doc Martins Lace platform yeah. that he couldn't walk in. So he had to like kind of stumble. Yeah. It was really kind of sad. Uh, and so, but sure enough, he, he did the song, he did a uh, man in the mirror, not particularly well, and then he left. And then he did that classic after everyone's done singing and the judges are deliberating and he comes back out and he wants to make his case one more time. And you know, that's not going to go very well. Ryan actually handled it pretty well. It was just like, look, you need to like, you know, just do what we tell you. But it was, I guess, too late. Um, apparently, uh, who just mentioned it in the chat room, Parsnip36 in the chat room mentioned next week is called Romanticality Week. So, Romanticality? <laughs> so That's Sapien's a- like, if you didn't like tenacity, you're going to hate romanticality. <laughs> uh, yes, oh. it, that'll be a toughie. But uh, so we shall see how it continues. Uh, yes, as Ryan said, Michael looked like he was pretty much done. And then he came out and was just so charming and committed yeah. to the absurdity of what he was performing. Yeah. Um, and probably naive that it ended up working and being, yeah. you know, very charming. And so whatever. So the show continues. Ed, you are still on pace to win with Lily. Yes. Jennifer, you do not have a Nelly anymore. So you will have to ride Blake to the end. Please don't clip that out of the episode and make it into a remix. Wow! Um, so, <laughs> and we shall see where the episode or where the yeah. show goes. Next. And honestly, and, and I was thinking the other blonde girls really solid. I mean, Lily, I think is a very very strong competitor, fierce contender. And but Allie won both. She did. Yeah. She did. She's so. She's another one that I think just knows how to play the game really well. She's. To me, too much of a caricature, but who knows? I mean, I still think, you know, it'd be adorable to have, a, you know, a real... Someone in a just, real wheelchair. A real wheelchair who's not going to, like, be like, later, dude, I can walk now. <laughs> so, that, so, you're, so you're looking Party. at the final six, you have three bottom three regulars and three people who've never been in the bottom three. Um, That's true. Well, Blake... Blake, Blake Sha- Shauna, and Allie have never been in the bottom three. Allie did was in one. Allie was once, and Blake, and Blake was did in the one. duet with Nelly. Oh, the du- du- duets don't count. That was like so early. So who, who was the other one that we have? <laughs> Shanna has never been in the bottom. Three. Shanna, but they yeah. those three haven't done solos in the bottom. That's three. true. Right, that's right. that's entirely true. And and uh, I'm I hate Allie's voice, even though she won mm-hmm. both challenges this week, and she does seem to be getting more confident. I hate her voice. I want to. Punch it. Uh, if her face had a voice, or if her voice had a face, I would punch it. Wow. Uh, as Kim Pine would say. So, um, yeah, it kills me every time she opens her mouth. Kim what are you Pine. Gonna Kim Pine. Nice. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> wow, Defy, you are just good. You're wow. good. Just I, can't, I, can't, I can't imagine him only picking one winner. I bet. <laughs> not watching this, but I imagine the talent's stronger this year. Oh, would you say yes or no? Like, I don't know if it's stronger this year. There's not as many people I genuinely like this year. The challenge I have is last year, I mean, I, you know, as crazy as Lindsay was, I really liked Lindsay. And, and as crazy as Alex was, Alex was really fun to watch. Um, and we all love Damien. But here, like, there's not really any of them I genuinely like. They're, they're all kind of... Oh, Eileen is... We never even mentioned her. Uh, Eileen's been in the bottom three once, maybe, or once. twice. Twice. Um, but, yeah, I don't... I just... Yeah, I don't know. I don't really... It's not for me. I, I, I don't really like these kids as much. I, I guess you could argue they're more talented, but I don't like them as much. I well, though, then, I, I, guess, I guess that's more important of a factor. Hmm. Jennifer? I would say that they are... They are stronger performers and also stronger competitors. I they're think, definitely stronger competitors. They're much yeah. more reality TV I think ready. They're, they're definitely more. more prepared for it than um, last year's crew. Yeah. Last year's group was like, yay, band camp. And then they're like, oh, people, does people go home? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really? Uh, so a couple things, a couple, few more small things uh, as we're running out of time here. Um, Glee was some people are saying that Glee got snubbed at the Emmys I think those are people that did not watch season three but uh, Glee only came away with three 
uh, Emmy nominations this year. They were nominated for Outstanding Cinematography, Outstanding Makeup. There is an Emmy for Outstanding Makeup, Have people. you seen Santana's eyelashes? <laughs> oh, touche. Those things. I, I well think we're played. still feeling the breeze. Well played. Uh, well, yes. in that case, I would say that uh, obviously the entire cast of Revenge was nominated for Miss <laughs> Makeup. Oh, I hope their fashion person won uh, or oh, got nominated. Yeah, for costumes. Oh. Uh, and Dot Marie Jones, for a second year in a row, was Aww. nominated for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series. She had um, a good story arc this again, year. Again, I, I don't think happened. she'll get it, but I think she was fantastic. I think she really deserved it. Uh, uh, how do we feel about Cordover Street being up, upgraded to regular this season? Uh, I haven't seen that confirmed anywhere, but I have heard was, a lot of it was, rumors. It was t- TV line confirmed it yesterday. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, and, and then they confirmed that Sugar Mata will return this th- season. Wow. Uh, so, yes, I don't know. I mean, Cordova Street, maybe he'll do better when he can be more of a centerpiece. Uh, now that he'll be a senior, he'll be maybe a bit more of a centerpiece. I don't really know. Well, what's interesting to me is that Cordova Street is confirmed as a regular for next season, but Diana Agron and Amber Riley are not. They just graduated. I'm actually not surprised. But wait a second. Did he graduate? No, Cord did. No, he didn't. At least I don't think he did. No, he didn't. So my next topic actually was going to be right now the... the agents convention is going on in New York with all of the fall uh, pilot presentations and the president of Fox network did answer some questions about Glee. Um, and the statement he said was that characters like Mercedes Puck, Mike and Quinn will probably only be back for holiday visits and reunions. Uh, or at least he suggests that, that to be entirely honest or to be entirely specific, he suggests that we graduates like that will probably only be back for holiday visits and reunions. So there might not be a lot of, uh, of the graduates this year, barring, you know, the big, the big, the, four. the, the big four, the big four, which ironically, Naya Rivera is now one of the big four. That kind of surprised me, but Diet Diana, when Naya took Quinn's head cheerleading spot, <laughs> like, it, Quinn was done. She's like, like they are never going to give me a good storyline again. Your my peak was say a little prayer. That's my peak. Aww. Well, she also what was that one? Was she? I think it was like the week she could walk. Um, she wore that black dress and she sang that song. Never can say goodbye. Yes. No. Oh, that was uh, Michael Jackson week in season three. Was that season three? Yeah. yeah. When she was singing to the the guys in her yes, life. Yes. Yes. That, that was, was a that was a, that was a close second. Yeah, I thought that was a really another wonderful moment. But yeah, there was no edge to her, even when she was trying to be all crazy. Yeah, yeah, her her edge was like not. Nah. <laughs> uh, and then the other big news in the world of Glee. This is from uh, TV, excuse me, TV Guide, reported by Natalie Abrams, uh, confirming that two new actors have been cast for season three or season four. Uh, Jacob Artist has been cast as Puck's younger half-brother. Who? Jacob Artist is his name. Uh, He will play the half-brother of resident bad boy Puck. Um, He was recently starred in Blue Lagoon, The Awakening. (gasps) Oh, my God. Very exciting. Something tells me he wore more clothing than uh, the original cast of Blue Lagoon. And uh, then... (laughs) The entire cast. (laughs) The entire cast is really good. And Dean Geyer has been cast um, to participate in the New York half of the storyline as a possible love interest. But I think every guy that gets cast from now until the premiere will be called a possible love interest. But uh, uh, it is said that uh, that he will be in New York and he will play a handsome upperclassman I was like, hold on, how do I know that name? Because he was on Australian Idol. It's like, how do I know Dean Geyer? Oh, well, that's my... true. Dean Geyer was, was on Australian Idol. I was like, hold on, I know that name. Neighbors I know. And had a guest starring role on Terra Nova. That's crazy. Yeah. Look at him being successful on Australian Idol. What? <laughs> so, was yeah. it the same season as Lisa Mitchell? I swear it is. It, it, it totally yeah. is. Oh, my God. It's totally is okay i'm I'm just having moments i'm having moments okay continue but that's pretty well that's pretty much all i got ed do you have anything else you want to talk about uh no not really i mean yeah uh and jennifer jennifer anything else you want to discuss in the world of glee no I think we covered it okay well we actually um, talked about a lot more than i thought we were gonna get through yeah we, we got to a lot more than covered i thought we would yeah. uh, but yes so that's about it for 
us. Um, if you want to weigh in on anything we said tonight, you can email us at gleefulpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com on Twitter at gleefulpodcast. I'm at Josh Burnell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. You can find Jennifer's cake toppers at jennybcreative.com. You can find Ed's album at Dispatches from the Seafloor. Is that right? No, that's no. not right. I'm sorry. Telegraphs. Telegraphs from the seafloor. Telegrams. Telegrams. Yes, telegrams from the seafloor. I'm so sorry. I'm going to get it right next week. My Ned's album at telegrams from the seafloor. And as long as we're promoting stuff, you can find my web series at zombiewoodpies.com. Uh, you can find t-shirts yeah. on the website. Everybody get excited. Everybody gets a promo. We want to thank everybody in the chat room for joining us. Yes. Uh, Typo, Sapien, Defy, Gravity, Animal Puff, Diz2015, Parsnip, Daniela, Joey's Baby, on and on. Gen Shoe, 17 is there every week. So thanks, everybody. If you want to join us in the pod, uh, in the, uh, or if you want to join us for a live recording, we usually record on Wednesdays at 7.30 Pacific Standard Time. This one's for you, Defy, Gravity. This is all Stand By You. On the Gleeful Podcast. Good night, Jennifer. Oh, that, hold on. I've reviews. <laughs> no, you did. Re- oh, reviews. Ed, reviews. <laughs> we, okay, since I've been gone, we got up to 50 pages. So this is a clap moment. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, okay, I'd like to thank yeah. Jim Young One, Alexis Ellis Alvarez, Miss Missy Skywalker, Kiwi Key, <laughs> Belly Blue 13, Quite Mouse, Bored in the Midwest, you and me both. The forgot, <laughs> the forgettable John and Hybrid Trilogy. Thank you much for the for the reviews. We have fifty pages. We're like questionably legit right now. That's super awesome. Oh, oh crap! I should have read this at the beginning of the show, but I'll read it read it right now. Uh, we had an incredibly cool email from. Where did it go? Find it, find it, find it. Uh, don't leave. This is awesome. Don't turn off your. Don't turn off the podcast, guys. <laughs> Do not okay. turn off your listening devices. Stay Listener with us. Kathy in the UK went to the UK Glee convention. In attendance uh, were Max Adler, Ashley Fink, Stephen Tobolowski, and Kurt Mega, who plays a war- warbler. Uh, she says the crowd was ninety-five percent female, Aww. and appeared to be mainly warblers fans. Said Ashley Fink was hilarious, and she wore her Gleeful Podcast T-shirt. <gasps> She wore her Gleeful Podcast t-shirt, took pictures with all the cast, said, Max made me tell him what all of the squares meant. Turnly, clearly not aware of Britney-isms. Aww. Especially his answer to what animal he would like to be was a dolphin. Lots of gay shark shouts from the audience at that. <laughs> However, he thought the t-shirt was super cool. Ashley Fink loved it too and got all of the references straight away. Oh my god. So cool. So I want to thank listener Kathy for that awesome story. Aww, we're going to have to send Ashley Fink a t-shirt. Uh, oh my gosh. That would be hilarious. And the Max Adler. <laughs> and Max Adler. And the random warbler. Sorry, I forgot your name. Uh, Kurt Mega. That's so, yes. awesome. Thank you very much. That was a super story. Super cool story. Aww. Uh, and uh, thank you everybody for joining us for the Gleeful Podcast. With Josh and I'm Josh. I'm Jen. I'm Ed. Peace out. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Won't let no